You complete me. And I just had... Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Hi, I'm Tanya, and you're listening to Janda Bachanda. You may have recognized that classic line from Jerry Maguire as today we dedicate the episode to Janda films we love. To help me with the top 10 Janda films, I bring movie fanatic and fellow podcaster from All That Film Podcast. And now, without further ado, streaming from Austin, Texas, I present to you Hayden Lewis. Welcome to the show. Um, today we have a very special guest, a fellow podcaster. His name is Hayden. His podcast is called All That Film. So he is crazy all things films, TVs. If it's taught and somebody's acting in it, he's interested in it. And today we're going to have a very special show. Hayden and I are going to discuss specific films for all things gender. And of course, Hayden, I've already explained to you, gender is the Indonesian word for both widow and divorcee. So any films that has a central focus on that is what we're going to be discussing today. Welcome to the show, Hayden. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, you know, such a fun topic to talk about. With <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the it best. Uh, <laughs> well, some of the, a yeah. lot of the directors that have shot films with these themes and topics have managed to actually inject humor in quite a bit of them. So... Yeah, it's just life circumstances, not fun, but there's a lot of ways to handle them that make them a little bit more. For sure, fun. yeah. I, I, I have a <laughs> list of about ten, and I don't, I don't think any of them are like, oh, we're gonna be like super bleak and super oh, sad. That's not us. <laughs> that's not us. <laughs> one, one of the ones I wanted to mention, we we talked about this one. Um, yeah, is the the new Netflix film, uh, Marriage Story. Oh, um, Noah Baumbach. Yeah, film. yeah. Yeah. The masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> and the main thing about this is like you were mentioning, uh, Noah Bombeck is uh, a child of divorce. He's had a messy divorce. Most of the crew that was on the set that had at least some experience in a divorce. Uh so I do think it's fairly interesting with that film is you can you can walk away from that being like that's kind of most like there are there are definitely very serious and very sad moments, but yeah. for the most part, it is presented as a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it you can't sort of walk away from that. Even even some of the fight scenes or how they're thinking and um, and trying to be private about their thoughts, uh, like oh, that's hurtful what he said. And you're kind of like, oh my god, yeah, I can I can relate to that. And because it's so relatable, it can be humorous that you can place yourself in different times of your lives where you recognize such scenes, um, not because they're particularly funny scenes or... <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know, which one did you find most relatable in Marriage Story? And I actually sided with the story of Adam Driver, and that, that was actually something that I found to be a fault in the movie, um, is I, I thought, from my perspective, it made it very clear, like, Adam Driver is not the best person, but he is the one in the right. And it was such an interesting conversation because one of my co-hosts, uh, Lindsay, was like, you are completely wrong. Like, ScarJo is the one that's in the right here. Like, she got cheated on. Spoilers for the movie, sorry. That's right. <laughs> right. But That's interesting. 
you're not married or never been married. No. <laughs> okay. So if you are like me, who's a divorcee, and we watch that film, there is no right or wrong. So because both have presented their, their views very equally in terms of how each one was feeling wounded and feeling um, how they are each reacting and how each are trying to reach out to the other and not getting the response that they they were trying to get from the other person. It's very interesting. I'm guessing also your friend that watched is not yet married or have not. No, I, and, and <laughs> it's interesting okay. you bring that up because both of us aren't, aren't like have never been really around divorce uh, for the most part. I see, because it's really just a viewpoint of how each one of them were living through their lives and how they were in love with each other, but they were also struggling as a family. Both sides had valid viewpoints, I guess. It's more more to the point. And I thought that was represented equally. I didn't feel any particular one was too heavily right or too heavily wrong in that sense. Because there was no real hero of that story, right? For sure, the, yeah. And there were no real losers of that film either. Well, it, in some ways, the, what I noticed with a lot of these movies, especially the ones that deal about the, the legality stuff more than anything, always the losers are the parents because like, <laughs> they have to spend a crazy oh. amount. And like, most of these movies I, I do have listed yeah. are where uh, their relationship does have a kid. Um, yeah. And just the, that whole dilemma with a lot of these just repeated over and over. And that's that's why I say it's almost comedic in some ways where you have this old lawyer that's been through the business and he's like, oh, well, you're going to lose anyway. You, no one fights this girl. I don't know. It's almost like camped up in some ways to me, but I can understand someone seeing that having been through that yeah. to be way more like frustrating and like, oh my gosh, they're showing like, some of the worst parts of my life and presenting it like in an accurate right. way. Right. And that old lawyer that you are speaking about, his viewpoint is the the sage old man, like looking back and saying, <laughs> lay down your sword, just lay it down right here. <laughs> because I, you know, you're, you don't even know what you're going into. Just lay it down here. But Ray Liotta though, representing that as um, the attorney, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it when he, Adam Driver was in Ray Liotta's office and Ray Liotta, again, sorry for spoiler, but he says like, I'm, I'm a thousand dollar an hour uh, lawyer and so-and-so over there is the $400 an hour lawyer. So stupid questions go to him, you know, important questions go to me. If you ever have to worry about the billable hours of divorce lawyers, as I know I have, uh, <laughs> You can sort of like, ah, oh, yeah, man, seriously. I know what questions not to ask in an email because I was like, I'm paying for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm paying for this advice. I, uh, I don't know if this is the one that you had brought up. I don't know if this is a good segue to this. But these films do pair really nicely with one another. The other one, Kramer versus Kramer, you had mentioned. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I'm glad that you had brought that film to my attention because it was one of those that I was like uh, yeah I understand Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep are good actors whatever and then you watch it and it's like oh no they're they are some of the best actors that we have <laughs> and um, even the child actor who never I don't know who he became but that child actor who the son 
Billy, I think, Billy Kramer. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Was, yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you saw it? I don't know, 20 some years ago. Oh my gosh, and you still remember Billy. <laughs> Uh, well, there's Mr. and Mrs. Kramer, and there's Billy Kramer. But there's so many things. I watched that. I've been divorced uh, once, and I've been married twice. I've been divorced once, and I lost my husband, my first husband. And when I watched that, I was married to my late husband. And there were scenes in it that I, I remembered feeling how palpable it was and that felt that sense of loss. And that what particular scene was when Dustin Hoffman was cooking in the kitchen um, and his son was sitting on the kitchen counter and they didn't say a word. These are the kinds of things that actors are so amazing that they can capture so much emotion by not saying so much. And then the boy's, the boy's face just, Billy's face just went to a sulk and sadness because his parents were trying to have this custody battle over him and that and he hugged him you know and that sense of belonging to parents and that no one parent was greater than the other for that boy was for me captured in that one scene um and you know that that film I'm interested in your viewpoint because you have you have a very interesting take about from the last one you said there was somebody who is a winner or a loser, right or wrong. What was your sense in that film, Kramer's versus Kramer? Who was right or who was wrong? I don't think I I think for me, again, I maybe it's the context of having this great conversation of marriage story where it's like oh well like the director wasn't trying to say adam driver's right and i think i think part of the reason that maybe um i felt that in that first film is mm -hmm. noah bombeck is the one that made it so it's almost like in my head psychologically it's like oh well he's he's making this of course handsome adam driver as himself Him. um yeah yeah um to depict the noah bombeck character um but I don't think I had that going into this and I had the context of marriage story. It's very more clear. Um, yes, a custody battle is ugly. Um, but I think this one's more depicted as, as fair because even at the end, they don't go that step further of sort of appealing it, uh, mm, yeah. with one another. Um, and I, I will say a little bit, um, if I had to say anyone was, a winner in this movie i was semi on the side of dustin hoffman just because he had to deal with in by all means like meryl streep had to deal with her um own journey right. um you know sort of right. figuring out who she was because she was trapped in a relationship right. um but unfortunately we're, we're not really given that perspective in the film we're more given the dustin hoffman story um so right. I was leaning a little bit more towards that uh, because of that. Right. I mean, especially like, you know, Dustin, if I remember correctly, like Dustin Hoffman had lost, he didn't have a job or he had lost a job and he needed a job to prove to the judge that he was worthy of keeping his son. So like it was like Christmas or something and he yep. had to hustle and 
he showed a portfolio or something in a, in a job interview that he managed to squeeze in right before the end of the year. His hustle was heightened by the fact that if I don't have this job, if I don't secure an X amount of dollars that I can keep my apartment, my rent, I lose Billy. You know, and that's that was about as strong of a motivator as anything. And that I can recognize and I can identify with, um, especially being a single mom, that I can recognize that. And I can appreciate that. Again, it's very interesting for me, it's gender free at this point. The fact that he's single dad, I'm a single mom. I don't feel like, oh, I must side to Meryl Streep's story in that, in that sense. But I can appreciate that hustle, that um, just the love that he had for his son. Um, that was more for him, for him than just being right um, or winning against Meryl Streep. Uh, but yeah, for that sure. Too, yeah, yeah. I think that was a powerful moment. I, I think it was good that you mentioned the child actor uh, was great because that that could have been if again if a child yeah. actor is not doing well in a film, never a child's fault for sure, but it, it's distracting for the watch. Mm -hmm. um, and th whoever they got for this Billy um, was incredible. The the scene that you were talking about um, was. It, uh, just really just an emotional moment that yeah. really makes you feel the weight of the whole situation. But I think on top of that, um, what really sort of sets the tone for me is the scene where, where Billy and his father are talking and he, he just looks at him and he says, are you going to leave me too? And in that moment, cause they just had a huge fight after this. And in that moment, Dustin Hoffman isn't, it's like all the anger that was in this divorce that he's been experiencing for the past month or so uh, just goes away and he realizes, hey, like this divorce is affecting my child too. Like, okay. so he immediately like gets parent mode. Hey, don't worry. She did not leave because of you. Like she's figuring things out. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the movie becomes, okay, well, these people are like, they still in, Again, like that's present in marriage story where these two still have love for each other and a connection. It's just frustrating to try and compromise on, on certain things. Um, yeah, right. I just, and now that you mentioned that, I also remember the parallel from one kitchen scene from Kramer versus Kramer to another kitchen scene in marriage story. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, when, um, he did the cut, um, Adam Driver did the cutter and he had cut yep. himself and then his son just walked in and like, and he was just lying down like, oh my God, the social worker had just left and, <laughs> uh, and he could probably just bleed to death like in that kitchen. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, things can go so bad so quickly in and, yeah, I was like, for sure in, in just a moment yeah you almost you almost miss it when it happens in the movie just because it's so quick where he does the trick and it's like oh your arm is cut in half yeah <laughs> yeah well that was quite bad um, for sure so yeah so I think for divorce films those two yeah, and right now pretty much they're kind of top of the list aren't they for sure. Yeah, I, I have a couple if you want me to mention yeah. a couple of them. All right, let's do it. Let's do um, your top have, ten list. <laughs> have you seen have you seen her? 
with Joaquin Phoenix, um, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The, um, with Scarlett Johansson as the, yeah, as the, as yeah. the voice. Yeah. All right. So, so this, Scarlett Johansson actually, Yeah. <laughs> this one I wrote down because um, mm. I don't think this necessarily comes to mind uh, in terms of divorce films. Because, uh, like you were saying, most of these films are centered around uh, the divorce. Um, but yeah. this is someone just got out of a divorce. You know what? That's very interesting. I hadn't even thought about her as a divorce film, but you're you're right. It does count as one. The next one I have is uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, have you seen that? Oh, one? Yeah. with Ryan Gosling, and I was gonna miss <laughs> yep. it. Yeah, <laughs> can't miss a Ryan. Gosling. I am a female on the planet Earth. Of course, I have seen a Ryan Gosling film. <laughs> I, I watched I it when I was married too, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's a great. This is like that's the a great most film. Ryan Goslingness he is because like there's a lot of films where he's the comedic Ryan Gosling or the the action stoic Ryan Gosling, but this is like he's the stoic and cool teacher to Steve Carell. He's this uh, perfect lover uh, for Emma Stone. You're right. That's a great. Um, that's another one. That's a humorous one. Um, yeah. That's definitely one that clearly unlike marriage story and kramer versus kramer that have dramatic and um comedic moments that one is the comedy is at the forefront and steve carell's uh friend the one he had called to come and have drinks and he came and brought a, a gift a parting gift cologne because he had to decide and he had to make a choice who he was going to stay friends with that was another real very real divorce moment definitely you know, yeah. you have to, sometimes you have to choose who you're going to stay friends with. Are you going to stay friends with the husband or are you going to stay friends with the wife? And that's in real life, whether you make a choice of right or wrong, winner or loser, I suppose, him or her. And um, that was very understated, but that's actually part of a real thing in um, divorce life. Well, to, to go back to Marriage Story just a little bit, even uh, I, uh, Scarlett Johansson's mom uh, in that <laughs> film is still head over heels for Adam Driver as she she's saying. And she chose him, actually, over her, really. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, because the old lawyer was um, her referral, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, so. <laughs> Which is yeah. such an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. But another one that I have, uh, this one's actually a, a foreign film. Um, and it's from Asghar Farhadi. Um, he's a he's a really famous uh, director, and he has this film called uh, A Separation. Um, marvelous film. Uh, Where is this from? We have a. Film. Uh, I want to say I want to say Iran, but I'm not sure. Okay, um, Separation. Yeah, I'd I'd have to look to be sure. Um, I know I know one of his films was nominated, uh, and I think one for best foreign film. Uh, but basically. The whole premise of this film is there's four relationships in the way um, that the way that their uh, society is set up uh, doesn't make it easy um, for a clean divorce. Um, so it's it's this interesting dilemma because they don't really want to divorce each other, but they're kind of at like. Um, they're just at a mutual disagreement. And it's almost like, what's weird is, is the mutual disagreement 
comes down to the husband is very prideful. And I have, I again, no, no history with divorce, but I, I have seen people slightly ruin part of their lives because they've been prideful about something and they've stuck their feet in the ground and said, I am not moving on this. Yeah. Um, so just to see that presented, and this is a very dramatic film, uh, but you know, it just, it, it really handles what you were saying earlier that no one is right or wrong in this right. situation. There's just problems and we have to figure out how to solve them. Right. Um, it, it, it really evolves into something else. So um, what's next? Uh, I have Richard Linklater, and this is actually not a film that I particularly love, but I think the presentation of it is definitely interesting. Uh, have you heard of Richard Linklater's uh, Boyhood? No, I have not. It's filmed over 12 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he films it in it's my, a my issue. No, no. It's it's almost shot like a documentary, though. Okay. Um, in a lot of weird, weird ways. But it's no, it's just a two-hour film, and that's sort of the premise of it. And you slowly see this good, understanding couple just change into something completely different. And what sort of happens through the lens of this child, I think... The, the problem for this film for me is that I think the main character is too much of a blank slate. So they'll be like, oh, well, he's watching Dragon Ball Z and riding his bike. And it's like, okay, those are things that a character can do, but who is this character? And I feel like the director relied too heavily on, oh, well, you know, we're showing him growing up. So that's his character. Whereas both the parents, I feel like he did a really good job of here's where they are here's how they change along the process because there's there's a while where they do not want to see each other they do not want to talk to each other mm. and then it gets to his graduation and they're both there sharing you know this this understanding of hey we we want the best for our kid uh, we can be here in this moment we can talk to each other without you know wanting to stab each other in the back uh verbally um, right. and i just feel like it does a really good job of hey this is an accurate portrayal of a situation that happens to a lot of people. I can understand that, like when movie directors can capture those things well. I'm going to look that yeah. up. Boyhood <laughs> and, then, and a separation. Yes, yeah. And then there's another one from Steve McQueen, not the actor. Uh, he's a director. But he did this movie called Widows, which is literally about widows. Um, I have not seen that so movie. So you had mentioned, yeah, uh, you had mentioned right before that we're yeah. talking divorce films and widows. And I was like, ah. Uh, must think of widow films. And this is this is not, let me tell you, this is not your grandma's widow film. Uh, because <laughs> it's a it's a heist action film uh, that just does a ton of things really good. And I think, man, you, you were talking about Dustin Hoffman and how great of an actor he is. Uh, Viola Davis equally is just in a moment where she's screaming in the shower and you just feel everything that's like going through our mind in an instant uh it's really powerful stuff she's great okay so i'm gonna check that out too widows i have to oh you have that's mandatory have watching now. that's mandatory <laughs> watching for me all right yeah. thanks for bringing that up no it, yeah no it's a super awesome thriller I, I, one of the ones i immediately thought of was the parent trap uh oh. <laughs> Just because the whole plot of the parent with, That's trap, the one with Lindsay Lohan, was it? Or the old, older version. I think both are great. This whole movie, it's kind of like, the, again, the Disney version of this story. That's, a, that's a, an interesting choice, Parent Trap. I, I hadn't thought about that. Just going off of what you're mentioning, a 90s approach to divorce films, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire comes to mind. 
and you're right, it definitely che- takes that <laughs> cheeky approach of, oh, there's there's this evil stepdad that tries to get in the picture. And On he's the other the worst. side, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, right. But yeah, it's, it's definitely an, uh, a unique approach to divorce films, <laughs> technically, because... Uh, Robin Williams dresses up as a maid to be able to still be with his kids, which, he you was know. was more than the maid. He was like the nanny. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Right. <laughs> nanny. I mean, that's it a good be, one. It would be weird if he was hired as the maid and he's like, oh, don't mind me, just hanging out with the kids. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one also. All right, so, and the last one? Uh, the last one is uh, 2015's Carol. It stars Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett. There's a Kate Blanchett movie that I haven't seen, okay. <laughs> What's it called again? Yeah, Carol. It's an LGBT film, for those that don't know. And basically, Kate uh, Blanchett is in a bad marriage that it almost hints, you know, kind of wants to be in that relationship because status, then Rooney Mara is this uh, spark of emotion that comes to her and then they start to form a relationship. But yeah, Carol does a really good job of keying into the drama of those scenes. But on top of that, it has an amazing cinematographer behind it. Beautiful, beautiful eye that they have. And on top of that, it has one of the most memorable scores ever. So yeah, you guys got homework now. (laughs) Well, okay. Let me see if we can go through my list quickly. All right. Go for it. Yeah. Mary Story, Kramer versus Kramer, and of course Jerry Maguire is an important. I forgot that was a divorce movie. Well, Renee Zellweger is a divorcee in that film, so that's kind of dating after divorce, I guess, of a film and selecting a, a new partner when you have a small child, a young child. So that's there's some trigger buttons in there for a lot of diversities, especially for single moms or who are dating. And um, of course, the Cuba Gooding um, character was saying that, oh, you know, he's a child of a divorced family. So he he was raised by a single mom. So that's, it had that angle to that. The other one is Blended with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Haven't seen that yet. So now I I have homework from you. <laughs> that's that's one. P.S. I love you. That's the one with Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank was widowed, and again, spoiler. And for a full year after her husband's uh, death, she kept on receiving notes, handwritten notes that were from him. So P.S. I love you. Hence, um, that was a very good film. The First Wives Club. I don't even know about this one. <laughs> okay. So, Please, no, I, think it, I think it was on a list I, I saw when I was trying to look through movies. Let's see. If I don't mangle this, but <laughs> Beth Midler, the one who plays Rizzo in Greece. I can't remember her, the actress's name. Uh, I'm blanking. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know Greece and the one who plays Rizzo. Yeah. Right. So the actress who plays that is in there, Diane Keaton. And so there are four of them. We're going to get the names of them, but The First Wives Club, for sure, is on that list. It's an amazing one. And speaking of the young, tart other woman, Sarah Jessica Parker plays that part. And so that was an interesting one. Under the Tuscan Sun, that's with the ever-gorgeous Diane Lane. And so her husband cheated on her, but somehow... Uh, 
because of legality issues, he managed to take over their home, even though that was her house, but he took over the house. And so she went on a world trip and went to Italy and to Tuscany and ended up just starting a new life there. So that was a very interesting film. Is that one based on a book? It may Okay, I, I was just wondering because the title sounded so familiar, but I know for sure I haven't. Yeah. Well, the next uh, one for sure is based on the book, Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, another one, another divorce film. And also a book, the next one is How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Have you seen that one? How Stella Got Her Groove Back? I have not, but does Stella get her groove back? She did, and but you must also watch, this is based on a woman's true story. And in the movie, it ended with Stella getting her groove back. But after the end, things didn't end up so well for Stella. So in her relationship with her new man, but um, gotcha. that's... That's another story. And one of them is uh, Mermaids. Uh, Mermaids, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, with Winona Ryder and Cher. And so Cher was this um, larger than life uh, mom, as she would be because she's Cher. And that's why she was probably cast cast in the film. And she's the woman that, and this can, I can only imagine probably happened in the United States where a woman can have just a fresh start whenever she feels like it. So she's done with this man or she's done with this town. All right, we're gonna we're done here, kids. Let's pack it up, get into the station wagon. We'll go to the next state, start over there. Uh, get a new job, go to new school, make new friends. And it happened in this particular movie, Mermaids, when Winona Ryder was getting into adolescence. So she herself was changing, no longer a kid, and she was fed up with a lot of these just moving around, traveling and throwing new roots. And she was becoming into her own woman and seeing how her mom as a single mom, just the incompleteness of, of how she was as a mom or as a wife. And that was very well depicted. And again, in a comedic way, <laughs> if you could possibly imagine. <laughs> um, that's actually a nice classic um, for you to watch. I think that's, sort of has the, the same quality kind of that uh, nostalgic feel that Dirty Dancing has. That, oh, nice. <laughs> that mermaids um, have as well. Yeah, your, your description kind of sounded, um, obviously in this one, the couple's still together, but it kind of sounded like the Glass Castle a little bit. I don't know if you've read the book or seen, I know they have a movie now. Those parents are always on the move and it's oh, written from the perspective of the daughter. And just like you were saying, she's sort of fed up with this because it's like, well, I didn't sign up for this constant moving over and over. So I I do think, is that one based on real events like the a uh, couple no, others? No, I don't were... think so. Okay, gotcha. I think, I, think, I, think I, think just... I think the Glass Castle is, um, oh. which is uh, one of those interesting things for people like that where their parents, uh, whether it be your parents just chose to move around or you were a military kid, there's a lot of children, or not children, but adults I've talked to that in their youth, they were constantly moving around and you hit it like nail on the head. Uh, it does almost like question your identity in a lot of ways. Cause you, you don't have, you can't root anywhere. Well, yeah. Well, I also had my year of moving around too, but with my ex-husband and our children. So there is that feeling of discombobulated uh, where you just new city or some nearest groceries. 
store and you have to establish yourself. This is the corner where we're going to make our home office and where's the nearest park for the, the kids to go and play? What are the resources available? So you, you have to quickly adapt to those kinds of things, but it does wear on you for being so transient. So I do recognize that. And probably that was part of the reason too that I picked that film Mermaids because I remember that feeling. So I think that was my top 10 list. I really like doing this with you. I think we should pick more films and um, to discuss. Next time I wanna talk to you about TV shows that are agenda shows. Hayden, it's been a pleasure. Hey, our followers, please let us know of your favorite films that you think should have been on the list or your thoughts on those, any of those films, let, let us know. Awesome, yeah, this was great. Okay. Thank you right. guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, please check out our archives on dendabatanda.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We love getting your feedback and episode suggestions, which is what this episode was about. Keep sending in your requests. Goodbye for now.